Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So one of the questions I get all the time is, what if I'm not feeling it anymore? And the first thing I want to say is that's normal, meaning you're not going to feel it every day consistently for the whole for the duration of your your relationship. Um, it's it's normal to not feel it sometimes, you know, and and that's doesn't mean that there necessarily mean that the relationship's uh, broken or that something is wrong. Although of course it can. Um, it just means that we're human, you know, we, we change. And so as we change, because we are constantly uh, evolving and growing, and as we change uh, individually, the dynamic of the relationship is going to change. And so if you're comparing your relationship today to what it was like when you guys first met, it's not fair. It's not fair because one – the freshness of a relationship produces dopamine. Like when you meet someone and you're excited to know that person, that stretch of discovery, that, that in itself is going to generate excitement and, uh, and you quote-unquote feeling it, right? Once the discovery period uh, is over um, – Yes, you could continually get to know someone, you know, in a in a in a three sixty kind of way because we're always changing and growing. But once that initial like discovering someone, discovering a new body, discovering a new connection, like once all that kind of um, starts to fade, and 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 I think this is when love starts, right? When all that fades and it starts to get hard. And you're adjusting to the person and, you know, um, you guys speak different love languages and she likes chips, you like cookies, you know, all the, all the little things that are, um, that are different and um, require adjustment, right? Compromise, not compromise of self, but compromise. Uh, that's when it gets hard. And when it gets hard, I think is when love begins. But anyway, so the beginning of a relationship is supposed to be um, magical. It's supposed to feel amazing. Um, and, and even if it doesn't, that's okay too because sometimes uh, the slow burn is more healthy than that crazy lightning in the bottle, right? Sometimes the lightning in the bottle is dysfunction and I've done um, many episodes and videos on that so I don't want to get sidetracked but – my point is five years into a relationship is very different, the feeling it produces, than you know when you first meet someone. So it's not fair to judge you feeling it um, five years into a relationship than when you first met. Now, I got to say five years into a relationship, assuming you, know, you guys work on each other and the relationship, you're going to hit higher notes than in the beginning. And, and this is why – um, I think, uh, when you're building a relationship, it, it can be really re rewarding because when you get to know someone and you do life with someone for that long, 
whether it's, you know, uh, five years, 10 years, three years or whatever, uh, you hit notes that you wouldn't in the beginning. Because in the beginning, it's just discovery, chemistry, all of that. Um, when you are building something and you are building trust, and um, for me, it's like actually doing life with someone, going somewhere and coming back and you know going through the ups and downs and that whole journey. When you do that with someone, it produces a different type of glue, right? It, it produces uh, trust. It's a deeper knowing. And so um, that kind of love, I think, is rewarding in that uh, you hit higher notes. Now, that being said... Over the years, uh, things can fade. People change. There's drift. There's, uh, you know, there are fights. There's, uh, I mean, you throw a baby in the mix, you know, and it's like <laughs> your lives change instantly. And also, uh, you physically, people change. Um, sometimes people get into relationships and they stay, they, uh, uh, they get into a relationship and they stop taking care of themselves, you know, um, and that's going to affect the relationship. And so many factors contribute to um, people drifting oh also personally like if you're personally not in a good place in your life like it has nothing to do with your partner you know the relationship may be good you guys don't fight or anything but you're in a bad place you know and i've been in relationships like this where i was uh lost and didn't have a sense of direction and wasn't getting traction in my career and so if you're going through your own winter that can also um become a crowbar in the relationship, right? That could cause the other person to drift. Um, if you're uh, depressed uh, and, and uh, uh, struggling in life, um, that could change the dynamic of the relationship. So not feeling it anymore is normal. Now, what's not normal is if you're not feeling it anymore for a long period of time, meaning if that's the norm. Does that make sense? So, uh, yes, there's going to be winter seasons where you're not feeling it. And, of course, um, you know, you work on the relationship or you work on yourself. You guys talk about it and, 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 and then you, you could kind of reboot it, right? You could reposition it. I'm not a big fan of the word reboot. It's a, <laughs> it's a, little, it's a little aggressive because um, not all relationships need a reboot. But even if, if it's um, some, some couples counseling or, you know, you guys decide to, to spice things up and try, you know, Tantra in the bedroom or whatever it is, um, repositioning. I like that word. Repositioning um, can make you guys come back, right? Uh, so that's normal. Now, if you're not feeling it and that becomes the norm, then that's not normal. If every day you're not feeling it for weeks, for months, for years – then that's not a good thing, obviously. So what do you do if you're not feeling it? Okay, the first thing you do is bring it to yourself. Look inward. What is different about you? Are you going through something? Um, is there some kind of change in you? Um, are you allowing yourself to be emotionally connected to someone else? Are you looking over the fence You know, <clears throat> to, see, to see if the grass is greener? Are you drifting? Are you um, playing back other relationships and creating fantasies in your head? Right? What's going on with you? And then when you ask yourself that, see if you can take ownership. You know, what's the action behind you coming back into this relationship? What does that look like in action? Do you have to unfollow some people because <laughs> they're getting into your heads? Do you have to um, 
not talk to your ex anymore? Do you have to uh, work on your career so you're not, you know, feeling down and, and, and uh, have no sense of uh, purpose? Like, what do you have to do? Because that's your responsibility. And I think it's easy for someone to say, oh, I'm not feeling it anymore. It's them or it's the relationship or, you know what, the chemistry has faded. Um, it's really easy to pull a, uh, what is it called, an Irish exit or in my case, a Korean exit. <laughs> I I go to parties and I kind of disappear pretty quickly. Don't say bye to anyone, right? Um, today it's called ghosting. <laughs> it's easy to do that in relationships if you're not feeling it, right? It's hard to bring it back to you and ask yourself, what is your responsibility in this? Every relationship is 50% you and 50% your partner. So um, it's not always your partner. <laughs> there is a high chance that you're doing something um, that is contributing, right? So what are you contributing to the drift? What are you contributing to you not feeling it anymore? Uh, maybe it's your relationship with yourself. You know, Maybe you don't feel sexy or confident or secure. And if that's the case, uh, that's not your partner's job to fix that. That's your own job. So that's the big first step that most people do not do is take some ownership, you know? And then after that, because imagine if both people do that. That that's to me that's a that's what's gonna flip the magnet back. You know, when two people take ownership, um now we have two pistons pumping and the engine's gonna gonna move forward and and uh people are gonna come back around, hopefully, right? Now if you have done that, uh and hopefully your partner's doing the same and the relationship is still um not working right uh you're still not feeling it well then uh couples therapy couples counseling which i think is huge and and, and this should probably be simultaneously um while you're working on yourself and taking ownership it all kind of overlaps right uh, I, I, I don't know how couples can reposition uh, or fix their quote-unquote issues uh, by themselves. It's almost impossible because you need that third party, that referee, if you will, or someone who's going to um, just guide you guys and give you guys different perspectives. It's so hard to see things through your own lens. And... I mean, the, the key is to change the dynamic of the relationship. And if there's no one that's going to help you do it, it's it's so hard to do that yourselves, right? It's not impossible, but it really is hard. So uh, couples counseling, couples therapy, you working on yourself. And after all of that, for an extended amount of time, you, you can't do that over the weekend. You you don't go to one. This is another mistake people do. They They go to couples for one session. And they're like, ah, it, it didn't work, you know. Or they're like, I, I don't like, I don't like her or him. Uh, well, that's defense. That's um, and it's okay if you don't like the person, you don't gel, you don't connect. Sure, but give it a few more sessions, you know. Um, after that, after all that work, and again, it's not once, but it's really committing it to committing to it for a while, uh, and you decide how long that's going to be. And you still feel like I'm not feeling it, then there is a chance that the the it's the relationship, right? There's a, a chance that maybe two people have drifted too far, and um, it's irre it's irre uh, it, it's not fixable. Sorry, <laughs> I'm looking at out the window and it's raining and I'm uh, getting lost in thought. Uh, no, that's not true. The truth the truth is I I can't speak English.
That's the truth. You know, as I get older, I don't know what it is because English is my first language. As I get older, and I joke around and say Korean is my first language. It's not. Uh, as I get older, I can't say words. I have My vocabulary is uh, uh, fading. I'm just feeling really um, dumb. Anyway, back to relationships. So after all that, uh, after couples counseling, after you, you've you know um, taken ownership, uh, after you've done everything you could, if you're still not feeling it, then um, yeah, then maybe people have drifted too far to turn back. Maybe there's been so much change. It's like when you outgrow a friend, you know. Um, say you've been friends with someone since high school, and um, you guys have history, but that's all you have. And you're trying to still be friends with this person, but you guys have just grown so far apart. You guys have different interests. You're at different you know, places in your lives or whatever. It, you wouldn't be friends with this person if you met this person today, right? And maybe that's a good question. Would you be friends with, would you be attracted to this person, which is your partner, if you met him or her today? I don't know. That might be a, a sign. But there is also a chance that uh, the relationship has expired, has ran its course, you know. Um, that can happen, but that shouldn't be the first place you go to. Uh, and if you do, then you're not giving the relationship a chance. You're not doing it justice. And if you have opened your heart and have done life with someone, whether it's for one year or 20 years, uh, you owe it to the relationship, you know. You invested in this person. So um, before you jump the gun, before you bounce, before you pull a Korean exit, um, do everything you can. Because there's nothing worse than leaving something. And I've done this. I've been, I'm guilty of this. There's nothing worse than leaving something knowing you could have done more, right? Like what if you did this or what if you actually uh, stayed with couples uh, therapy or you, you know, what if you didn't leave so soon and check out? Because also that pattern is going to still be there and it's not going to go away until you work on that. Anyway, thank you for listening. And uh, if you feel this um, sometimes gibberish, I guess it's subjective on, on what people think of my uh, podcast. <laughs> if you think this is helpful and you want to uh, share it with a friend, uh, please do. I'm doing my best to create a dialogue. That can hopefully help as many as possible. Thank you for listening. Be well. Hey, if you have a passion for helping others and you want to create a more meaningful career or add to your current skill set, it's time to become a life coach with Lumia. When I became a life coach many years ago, there wasn't anything like this. So I developed this program alongside with Noel Cordeaux, Lumia Coach Training. And it's amazing. It's 100% live and online, meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, ICF accredited to with 20 diverse instructors in a thriving alumni community. Go to theangrytherapist.com and click on Become a Coach and explore Lumia Coach Training. I'll see you in class.